Hey guys, thanks for joining us on this busy holiday week. We know you got a lot going on. We have a great show for you today. I'm joined by two special guest hosts, Colin Butterfield and Seamus Pendergast. They're filling in for the place of Mo because he unfortunately can't be here with the birth of his child. But he did want to pass along this great message. And after we hear that, we'll go right into the show. So here's Mo. Hey guys, this is Mo Fortin, a.k.a. Moses Malone on Untapped. Sorry I couldn't be with you guys this week. I know Ben's going to take good care of you while I'm gone. I'm in the hospital with my wife, Jess. Shout out to Jess. You can drink for that. I uh, just, just had a brand new baby. I will be back to the show as soon as I can. But until then, Ben, hit it. I heard it on a podcast. Nah, but I heard it on a podcast. What you know about craft beer? You were drinking Bud Lights last year. But I heard it on a podcast. Nah, but I heard it on a podcast. What you know about craft beer? You were drinking Bud Lights last year. I want a showboat. But I gotta go, bro. Got a cooler in the cellar full of trillium beers. Yeah, I'm talking a boatload. Never in a million years would I ever drink a Michelob. Oh no, they might have brewed this beer from elephant feces. Hmm, what an elegant species. And you better get me, please. Another weird beer. Make it real clear. Noob said to have it smooth on the palate, but super hoppy. The ABV turned loose to choppy. The way we drink is a little bit reckless. Yes, but I never left Ben's when he cracking open the cold one from the vault, wall to wall. Don't spill at all. You're listening. A new podcast. If you like to wait two hours for one growler, you come two to the right hours, place. We love it. And if you need it. someone to mule your beers, Mo's wife will do it with a baby in her stomach. Now that's commitment, and that's the difference between Ben, Mo, and you. So up your vocabulary and grab a beer, because this is noobed. Correct. Noob. This is noob. This is noob. This is noob. Correct. 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 Hey, we're here with the noobed uh, podcast. This is episode. 22. I am your host, Ben Vandal, Boston Beer Benny on Instagram, Treehouse Benny on Untap. My co host, Mo Fortin, as you may have heard on the Facebook group, uh, not with us because his wife is currently in the hospital having a baby. And uh, Mo is he's a real good husband, he, he's by her side. So I am joined by two very special co hosts. Uh, to my right, Seamus. Seamus is a friend of the show for a long time, he's in a lot of the beer groups. And to my left is Colin. Colin also big in the beer groups and a, a good friend of the show. I think he listened one time. So how are you guys doing today? <laughs> it seems like three quarters. But close enough. <laughs> doing well, Ben. Thanks for having us. Good, good. So we're um, we got a great show for you today. We really want to get you up to date on all the Thanksgiving hours for a lot of the local places. So our tap list will go down what is going to be on the show today. It's what are you drinking in local releases that will start always. Uh, we're going to do Tis the Season, where we tell you what's going on seasonally in beer. We're going to do that a little differently this week. If we have time, we'll get to vocabulary, and we'll end it, as always, with Shelf of the Week. So we will start with the first segment, as always, if you guys are ready, is uh, what are you drinking? So, Ben, I'm drinking a Substance Ale uh, that I just got last weekend up in uh, Maine, up in Portland, Maine, from uh, Bissell Brothers. That's a, that's a great beer. Fantastic beer. It's their flagship beer. It's uh, one of my favorite offerings from them. Colin? Ben, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I'm bringing a post shift from Jack's Abbey. You are a big Jack's Abbey fan. We I speak very highly of Jack's Abbey on the show. Abbey. What is it? Pilsner. Pilsner, yep. 
I'd expect nothing less. No surprise there from Colin. <laughs> Four ingredients strong. No, 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 no. Uh, and I am drinking the triple IPA from Graysale, which is their anniversary beer. We spoke about this on a show prior. We're going to do a write-up for that on the WBOB 990 page. Uh, Liquid Lunch coming up here soon, so I'm doing a little research on that myself, trying to figure out what that tastes like. But we will go down some of your local releases uh, this week with our special Thanksgiving hours as well. And we will start in Rhode Island at Tilted Barn, which is doing a special Wednesday can release from 2 to 8 p.m. They're going to have Milo's Phoenix. The other one and Propagator, they will be closed Thursday and Friday. So make sure you check before you go out there. They're going to be closed Thursday and Friday this week. Uh, what were the limits on that? Do you remember which one had the one pack limit? The I believe the Propagator. Yeah, Propagator's um, their their rotating series. I think this is going to be number eleven. Uh, so they'll do Propagator eleven at one four pack limit. Other one will be two four-packs, and Milo's Phoenix will be two four-packs. So you have an opportunity to get five if you head out there. Trillium, uh, they're going to have regular hours other than Thanksgiving when they'll be closed, obviously. Uh, they are continuing the soak season with the cranberry soak that just came out. They also have Vicinity Double IPA and the Heavy Metal Double IPA. Colin, you're a big fan of the soaks. What is your favorite soak you think that has come out? I think they've had, what, the Super Soak Blackberry? The blueberry soak, the peach super soak, and now the cranberry soak. Which one uh, are you a fan of? Um, well, they've had a lot more before. Not a lot more. They've had some more before that too. Yeah. The the plum. Yeah, the plum. They've had regular blackberry. I honestly, I wasn't a big fan of the super soak, the okay. blackberry super soak. I've heard great things about the peach. Okay. Blackberry, eh, just I don't know what it was. It kind of got rid of that. Mouth puckering, yeah. It's that's the regular soaks are. I'd go so far as to say ass puckering, and (laughs) wow, it just I don't know. It 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 was a little more laid back, a little more of like a kind of Duchess de Bourgogne feel, like a little like acidity to it, which the vinaigrette rather, which it was good. It was my favorite. Um, I'd say my favorite that I've had would be. Peach. Okay. <laughs> Plain peach. Glad we're going there's, there. there's, there's so many. It takes a, I, take a shelf into the library. I do have this feeling now that, just to elaborate on what you were saying, that a lot of the sours, when I first started drinking sours, they were a lot more uh, pungent. They were a lot stronger. I, I don't know if everyone's catching on and trying to make them user-friendly. Um, but, or maybe I'm acclimated well, toward it. I, what were you drinking? I, I don't remember. Honestly, I'm, <laughs> I'm just like, you would hand me a sour at a party, and I'd try it, and I'd be like, wow, this is extremely sour. And I remember it being distinctly different. And now they're almost more sweet than sour. Yeah. I, I'd imagine it's probably you getting acclimated to them. Yeah. Because you give it to someone who's yeah. you know never had a sour before or just not doesn't like the style, and you know you have one sip, and like, what the hell is this? This isn't beer. Yeah, you know, you gotta almost almost say eh, it's it's almost more of think of it like a, like a wine or a cider along those lines at first, and then once they once they get into them, I've had I've given sours people who've hated them, and then they start loving them. Yeah. Um, also, continuing on the Trillium note, uh, they did re- they did announce that new garden and the substation, which is going to be their indoor beer garden. Uh, this announcement came shortly after they closed 
the Garden on Greenway, the 29th of October for the season. Is this just a seasonal move, you think, or are they really trying to take hold in that building? I know, I heard it's a pretty cool building. They have a craft beer cellar in there, too. Mm. Uh, so a real, you know, beer drinker's mecca in, in our area. I, I've never been over there. I'd imagine it's seasonal. Yeah. Because they've got the Greenway, right? Spring, summer, fall. Mm-hmm. They're also opening, well, looking to open their new brewery pretty soon. So I can imagine they'd have, you know, five spots running at once all yeah. in the same area. But yeah. who knows? From my understanding, that, that tea station or that station is pretty far out of Boston and itself, which would be, you know, a, a divergence from the Greenway, which was, like, really in the heart of the city. So yeah, right downtown. From, um, you know, from what I understand, it's it's not really as close to being in Boston as, obviously, the Greenway was, like, directly in Boston. Yeah. Well, a good change of pace for them, anyway. And good to see that they're trying something different. Uh, Treehouse is open for cans on Wednesday, 11 to 8. They're closed Thursday and back open 3 to 8 on Friday. They're doing a 12-pack of Julius and a 12-pack of Green. Um, and they have been doing bright variants this whole month, which is kind of cool. Uh, bright with Citra, Bright with Nelson. Last week they did a silent can of Bright with Simcoe and Amarillo. Uh, you guys have a favorite Bright? I, mine is really just the the basic Bright, which is Mosaic. I've, I don't think I've had, I've wanted to try Citra. Yeah. I've had regular Bright, I think is very good. And I think it's really kind of overshadowed by all their other... You know, like, hazy, great beers. I feel like people look at this one, and really, I've seen posts online where people put it up, and they're like, like, what is this? Because you can see through it. Yeah. You know? And I think it just, just, just by the way it looks, people are going to judge it. And if you like Mosaic, it's an amazing beer. Yeah, it is a really great beer. I remember the first time I tried it, I thought the name was perfect. I thought Bright. Yeah. What's a it's great really description. It's like, really crisp and bright on your palate. Uh, Proclamation, unfortunately, had some problems with the canning line. They were closed last weekend and will be closed through Thanksgiving uh, almost this entire week, again this weekend. Uh, having some real growing pains moving into that new spot, which is it's unfortunate, but hopefully you know, when they get back up and running, they'll be better for it. They've earmarked December 1st that you've seen me post in the group. They said save the date. Hopefully they're not doing another Eventbrite fiasco. But <laughs> <laughs> It's too bad, too, because I, I wish I could have made it out there last week for bros. Yeah. I absolutely mm-hmm. love that beer, and I would have loved you know, possibly to get some more this week to and sip always, on between naps. Always awesome, night. guys. Whenever we've gone to the, the old spot, they've always been very welcoming, and um, they really do make some really great beer. Mm-hmm. This last weekend... At the uh, where, where the wild beers grow uh, go up in Maine for the Maine Beer oh, Week, yeah. they had a uh, name dropping. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> they had they had uh, they had the Ender on Tap at uh, Novari Res, which, as my mm. fellow co-host now know, is uh, a favorite spot of mine. And um, <laughs> they had uh, all all taps were uh, were wild beers, and so they had that proclamation. So it was good to get a, a taste of proclamation back. Nice, yeah, that's a good one. I I don't know when the next time they'll have it out, but. Staying in Rhode Island, long live. They didn't have any holiday hours posted. It looks like their business as usual, aside from Thursday, which they'll probably be closed. And uh, they are doing gastro charcuterie on Friday, which uh, 
fan favorite, Seamus. Oh, charcuterie is a buzzword for me. <laughs> let me tell you that. Like, uh, I'm a huge fan of charcuterie. I know uh, if uh, if you guys ever get a chance to see Ben's spread of charcuterie, <laughs> you'll do more than see it. Let me tell you that. Yeah. Uh, they did Hopeless Romantic last week. Uncanned, so they'll probably have that on tap this week. That's just a guess. I haven't seen anything released from them. They usually release a little later in the day. Uh, going out west to Vermont, uh, it looks like they'll be open 12 to 5 on Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. Obviously closed for Thanksgiving. Uh, they released an in-house version, uh, a coffee variant to their Damon, which is a, the barrel-aged bourbon stout. Have you had Damon, Colin? Uh, I have. It is absolutely delicious. Yeah. It's super solid. You know, not no, no thrills or frills to it, just straight up barrel-aged stout and thick it's oh top 10 they uh they released it with a kenyan uh coffee bean that it was aged on they also have arthur and anna this week can't go wrong with either of those one of my personal favorites too is uh convival suarez convival suarez <laughs> which they uh, they uh coming out with as well this week that's the uh, the grassroots addition to theirs uh going up north james's favorite place bishop brothers Looks like they'll be business as usual, normal hours, uh, other than Thursday when they're, of course, closed. Their release schedule this week, Big Small World on Wednesday, which I have not heard of. Uh, Lux on Friday, which is a favorite of mine. And Here's to Feeling Good All the Time, we were talking about just before the show, will come out on Saturday. They also had Swish last weekend. Uh, Seamus, you were up there for the release. What was the line like uh, for Switch? Which Swish... Which is a big release for them. It's a it's a buzzword in a, in beer around here. So um, it was the holiday weekend, the Veterans Day holiday weekend, and luckily enough, me and my beautiful girlfriend were able to take a trip up north to uh, Portland, scoring brownie points there. Trying to. <laughs> um, it was uh, we got there really early because we had uh, seen some previous social media posts. And seeing how lines were like really long or already getting really started by 9 o'clock. So we got there about 8.40 and I would say we were probably about 50th in line at about 8.40 with a, a release at 11. Uh, the, the really nice thing about when they do a Swish release is they have four registers in the main brewery. And yeah. then they have two registers that they have on the back side. So the lines can get split up a little bit. But I would say about by 9.30... Between nine thirty and ten o'clock, if you weren't in line, there's probably a chance that you were that the limits were going to be really low and you might not get your allotment. Wow! So really? they, it was it was super busy, really early, but um, there was some really nice people in line, so it made the time go by fast. And once the doors opened, uh, even though we were fiftieth in line, uh, we were we were already in the door, basically by once they opened at eleven eleven oh five, and we were through the line. By about uh, 11, 15, 11, 20, and then they started to do pours at 12. So I, that, I think that'd be in anticipation of being able to really sell off their allotment of Swish. But they were also offering, uh, they had two cans of substance, two or three cans of, uh, two or three four packs of substance at the same time. So you it was, got Umbra uh, too, right? Well, I had uh, the previous day on Friday, they had some fun. Umbra and substance. <laughs> And they had one more beer, but we had literally just missed it. They had just erased it off the board. They did have, uh, I believe, eight or nine taps. Uh, with uh, Swish was also on tap, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And um, so we got a couple of glasses of that. And they had a, uh, I believe they had a uh, Brett 
on uh, Brett. Okay. Uh, that was one that, uh, being up there five or six times, I hadn't had before, and it was really crisp, and it was really nice, and it, it would be a, a, a beer to look forward to. Yeah, they uh, they have a pretty good operation up there when it comes to can releases. Just when I went up a couple weeks ago, I like that they do uh, a cans-only hour or so before they open with the taps. Really moves things along, and they don't clunk it up with growlers or anything. They just give you the cans and give you the pours, get you in and out. And they sell a lot of merch there, too. Yeah, I mean, they, do. they do. You a, see that stuff everywhere. They do a very good job there with that stuff. Yeah, it was, it, the, the very efficient, and uh, even the, well, the people in line also help that. So Yeah, yeah, that's true. Everybody knows what they want when they go there. Yeah, you don't go to Switch by accident. Right. Um, and Black Friday, we talked about this on the show. Uh Goose Island, Bourbon County Stouts are coming out. Seven flavors. Again, we told you to look for. You probably won't see all seven. Uh, you'd be lucky to see three of them. But they are coming out with the Bourbon County Brand Stout, the Coffee Variant, which uh, is uh, Intus, not even going to pretend to say it, Black Cat Espresso Beans on there. Um, they have the Bourbon County Barley Wine, which I have seen posted in uh, New England Craft Connection Group. They had uh, the Northwood Stout, which is the blueberry extract, blueberry juice and almond extract. The Proprietor's Bourbon County brand stout, which is the Banana Foster's take that they tried to age it with bananas or in banana barrels, something like that. Banana barrels, not a real thing. (laughs) Uh, The the Bourbon County Reserve Bali wine, which was aged for two years, uh, and it's rumored to have a problem on it. It was aged for 20 months. In 35-year-old Heaven Hills barrels, I believe this is the one that they came out with in the blog that the brewer said when he tasted it, it didn't taste right, they weren't releasing yeah, it. Yeah, they're not, they're not, unfortunately, they're not releasing that one. Yeah, that was a, a risk that they took and didn't work out. And the last one is the Reserve Brand Stout, aged 11 years on Knob Creek barrels, uh, celebrating the 25th anniversary of Knob Creek. Kind of a cool thing. Uh, you guys going to head out, try to get any of these? I know you've had a lot in the past. I, I used to be pretty intense about hopping around to like every store I knew might had it. Yeah. And just pouring money on them. <laughs> you know, I'll try. I'll try and buy a couple of them this year. Um, you know, we won't see prop around here. That's a Chicago only release. Yeah. Okay. I'm Didn't hoping we'll see some barley wine. Uh, You're a big barley wine guy, Colin. I do enjoy a good barley wine. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping we'll see that because their older releases of barley wine are absolutely phenomenal um coffee probably a decent amount of that around here um the norwood stuff see some pictures of people in groups and online of getting it massachusetts somewhere around the area um i don't know i'm all torn on that one i don't know how it's gonna be it's blueberries i never really had a blueberry stout yeah i've actually enjoyed too much (laughs) That yeah. one, that one does seem interesting though. Between the blueberry and the almonds, blueberry yeah, I think yeah. almond would be a great flavor to have in a stout. But blueberry mm. is a little strange. Oh, see, I, I wonder how that would come across. Would it? Would it be tart almond? Mm. Get the, the I, I feel like they're trying to they're trying to stay away from everything tart after that whole 2015 yeah fiasco. Yeah. Um, but the blue, I don't know the almond. I don't, I don't know. Would it be like a toasted almond kind of thing? Like a yeah, I don't know I, almond extract. Is the most potent form, I would think. I think it comes through. It's great in breakfast pastries. You know, it goes well with <laughs> coffee. So I would assume it would go well with the deep, rich flavors of a stout. But 
You never know. Uh, I would love to try the reserve. Oh god, the, that would be that would be, that would be the one I'd, I'd really love to get my hands on. Yeah, that around this area though. I don't know. You, you really need to get if lucky we, if we get it at all. Either get lucky or know somebody or man, just spend a lot of money. I guess put together a uh, yeah a trade package yeah. for it too. Uh, so that is the end of our local releases segment. Again, word of caution. If you're heading out to any breweries this weekend, some of them have different hours on Friday, also on Wednesday. They're all going to be closed on Thursday, obviously, uh, pending who you know, I guess. But they will they will most likely be closed on Thursday. So we're going to move into our Tis the Season segment. Uh, this was a favorite with our listeners. We brought this up a couple of weeks ago around Halloween. We wanted to go into what was going on in beer. Um around the seasons because it it is a real seasonal thing it's a lot like farmers markets uh brewers use local ingredients and things like that but i wanted to use a little different take on it uh with thanksgiving being this week i wanted to do it like we were saying grace you know so there's always this awkward moment when you go over to a family event they ask you to go around the table and say something you're thankful for so i wanted to do that here with the two uh, lucky co-host that we have here today on Thanksgiving week. Um, and I will start it off uh, with saying grace because I am at the head of the table. So uh, I will start off with one thing I'm thankful for in New England beer is collaborations. Uh, I think collaborations are a chance for local brewers to work with brewers that we might not have a chance to get, such as Monkish, uh, The Vale, Jay Wakefield, Other Half, I mean, we're lucky enough to have access to some of those in driving distance. But they also show uh, and give the breweries an opportunity to experiment, go outside of their comfort level, and maybe put some different flavors in that they might not normally try. They get to go out on a limb and show a little bit of their wild side. Uh, so that's the first thing I'm thankful for. Uh, who, who wants to go next? I know this is always an awkward... <laughs> Uh, I'll go next. Okay. So the one, the first thing that I'm thankful for is just well organized breweries. Yeah. In general, because um, you know, there's been a couple of times where breweries have been in the midst of expansion or haven't really realized that the demand that they have, and you can have a some sometimes you can have a, an off putting experience. Whereas yeah. um, when you go to a well organized brewery where you know whether it be through social media they keep uh, you can keep tabs on what's going on or just the line in general the operation having enough people on staff like i'm really thankful for those breweries that are you know well staffed and well organized it makes it such more of a enjoyable experience for the consumer yeah that's very true yeah i mean I, i'm sure we've all been do a release that's kind of a shit show or some kind of mismanagement and it's just a pain in the ass so it's i'm also thankful for that yeah but what I'm really thankful for <laughs> is uh, choice. We, I feel like, kind of take it for granted sometimes that we can just walk into a store around us and really kind of be overwhelmed by all the different beers that you know we can get. You know, try go out, try going down somewhere down south. You know, I've been to Alabama the past couple of years, Kentucky that area. You know, they have some good stuff, but like you walk into a place around here. You know, you have at least 30 different New England 
IPA styles to try out from, right? You got you got yeah. at least fifty styles yeah. of IPA to try from. Yeah. You've got stouts, pours. You basically have every kind of style of beer you'd want from twenty iterations of it, from you know twenty plus companies. And it's it's crazy. And then on top of that, we have all the great breweries around us, you know, that are within easily you know a couple hours of driving distance. Mm-hmm. And it's just. Like I said, sometimes it's overwhelming, and it's easy to overlook, but um, just thankful for all the choice we have. Yeah, and uh, to elaborate on that, my next thing I'm thankful for is our geographic location. We're in a really, really good spot in the beer world. Uh, New England has its own IPA. I mean, New England-style IPA is a, a fad now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are in driving distance to great breweries in Rhode Island. Being at Southern Massachusetts, we are in driving distance to Trillium, uh, in a relatively easy drive to Treehouse. We have two and a half hour drive or so to Bissell. We have about a three and a half hour drive to New York, anywhere in Connecticut if we want. Not a very easy drive to Vermont, but there that is the uh, that is an opportunity. So we have a great uh, reach of beer. A great footprint that we're in that we get to try a lot of different stuff and innovators in in the whole beer world that people look up to when you see monkish doing collaborations with trillium that that's a really big deal you know the those are two world breweries uh that that we get the chance to be a part of so i'm i'm thankful for our geographic location (laughs) (laughs) that's that's one of those where you just sit there and kind of stare at the stars and (laughs) yeah. <laughs> but we can talk about time travel on another, maybe on another podcast. Exactly. Um, I went. I went more specifically for my second thing. I'm. I'm thankful for. Okay. Um, I went in, in general. I went for. I'm. I'm thankful that I was uh, lucky enough and, and able to go up and and go to that Swiss release. It was yeah. um, probably the biggest release of a beer that I had uh, ever been able to go to in person. Okay. And, um, I was able to, you know, spend some time with my lovely girlfriend. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> which, Mind uh, which, <laughs> but, yeah, but, uh, but in all honesty, it was just, yeah, it was, did. it was really such a, it was such a great experience. And, um, I've always had a great time up there. I've been up there probably six or seven times now. And, uh, every time I, I, I have to go to I have to go to Bissell every time I go up to Portland. It's just it's the my, the first stop that I think of to go to. So I'm, but uh, really thankful that I was able to to make it up there. Yeah, it's such a great town. I'm uh, I'm gonna really hate saying this, but I'm thankful for social media. Right? Wow, I feel like social media's got so many negatives, but some of the positives on it are around the beer community, at least around here. Are um, getting to meet some people who, you know, some great people who you would probably would have never run into. You know, um, getting connected, getting a little more information. You know, finding out if this bottle of this is available at X store. You know, oh wow, this store has this. They have X amount of cases left. I was at Troyum. They have this, this, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Just being able to connect and, you know, just. The, the the sunny side of social media as far as this stuff goes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you stole my thunder again, but my last one was the, the beer community. Uh, we, we are in such uh, a time that Colin said about social media. We have so many great beer groups that we can be a part of. Uh, Rhode Island Trade Forums. I'm in New England Craft Connection, South Coast Bottle Friends, 
so many cool people that just enjoy beer, and a lot of them are positive. Some are negative. They do have beefs with some things here or there. Uh, and really, the beer community is the reason why we have this podcast. We saw kind of a vessel uh, that the beer community had a void in. So Mo and I thought, wow, there are people out here talking, <laughs> talking beer. Um, and so we should really do this in a different way that they're not talking about it and give it to them in a, a small 30-minute package and something for them to enjoy. So the beer community is also great for people who might really not know what they're doing, might know, not know what they're looking for. People who have never traded can trade with somebody who they can see face-to-face rather than shipping their beer out and hoping they get something back. Uh, they can actually meet local brewers that way. It's really cool. It's really something special. And, um, you know, these guys are just regular guys. We say it on the show all the time. But uh, the beer community is something that I'm I'm very thankful for. And that that's the last thing I'm thankful for. So my, my third and final um, thing that I'm thankful for, and I did, again, I went a little bit more specific with um, with what I'm thankful for, is I, I really am thankful for the, the sour slash wild ale section of of the of beer which is um you know something that ties into what we had talked about previously but coming from a converted uh budweiser only drinking <laughs> yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. i wouldn't say i wouldn't say only <laughs> not only okay dos Equis. <laughs> so yeah dos Equis. shout out to dos Equis and budweiser but you know being converted and being brought into this um the craft beer community and uh really having better beers and being able to enjoy the nuances of some of the better beers it has led to led me to really enjoying um to sours and i well one of my favorite things that we did this past year as a group and we were all there was going to the sour beer fest yep which was just an, an incredible experience uh it was the sour the sour beer fest in the where funk sour fest that we went to yeah in, which was in uh, Walpole, correct? Walpole. Yeah, somewhere. It was in Walpole. At the German Beer Hall. At the German <laughs> Beer Hall, yeah. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just so, you know, being introduced to all these different things, and uh, it really has opened up my, my, my palate and, um, and my mind to new experiences, and, and especially, but more specifically, uh, with the sour and wild ales. Nice. I'm tearing up right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just... Before I go into my last one, I just want to expand on what Seamus said. Kind of go a little deeper into it. The whole, you know, like, I've been converted from, like, Dos Equis and Budweiser. I mean, man, I love a Dos Equis. Yeah, I know. I know, I know. You know, I love yeah, Dos Equis. Oh, yeah, yeah, And I'm not saying I don't like it anymore, but I, I feel like people get too caught up in, like, uh, uh, I just want my 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 IPA. Oh, that's a this, that's a that. You know, what I mean, like, hey, that's your host you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> beer is beer, man. Sometimes you just want to have a sit down, have a fucking Modelo Negro. You know. <laughs> but the, I'd say that the final thing I'm thankful for, and it's gonna be a little cheesy, and it's kind of kind of again going to jump it on Seamus. Um, is, not literally, but no. oh. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> it is. Um, just friends. You know, I I've besides forgetting the whole online community thing. Um, just people in general. I mean, like friends of mine that you know, these two in the room right here that I've shared 
many uh, so many beers that I forget. You know that we've all we've been just like all the the random shit we've drank that that we that one of us might not have been able to experience if another one hadn't you know gone and got it traded for it and whatnot and just kind of you know just the all the bullshit you know mem- memory sounds nicer but all the all the bullshit and just kind of hanging out and relaxing that goes along with it. Well, so I'm really that, grateful for. That was very nice. I'm I'm touched. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I didn't think we would see that side of Colin today, but <laughs> but we did. Thanksgiving brought it out of you. Yeah. And I do know that Mo had three things he wanted to share with you, uh, and those are coming up right now. Hey there, everybody. Mo again. Uh, just wanted to run down three quick things I'm thankful for in the beer world this Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for number one. The fridge in my hospital room coming in handy. Uh, gotta be able to have a chosen one while I sit around waiting all day. Uh, number two, having a wife that entertains my my hobby doesn't call me an alcoholic most days. Big shout out to Jess there. Definitely take a drink for that. Uh, and number three, uh, being able to have a beer partner. Uh, someone like Ben is always on board for whatever journey, release trip we need to go. Uh, to go on in order to get the good stuff and just for being able to work with someone as a two-man team making sure that my palate stays as enriched as humanly possible so thank you to ben thank you to jess and thank you to the hospital staff for having a fridge in the room wicked thankful for that this thanksgiving love you guys talk to you soon bye and there it is those are most thankful things and we of course mo and i are both thankful for our new listeners uh we enjoy uh talking to you each week and we hope you keep tuning in and enjoying our show so we are uh gonna forego the vocabulary we are running a little bit out of time we're over 30 minutes now so we want to keep it short we'll end as always with shelfer of the week shelfer of the week is a rite of passage colin would argue it's shelfie of the week shelfie of the week but we've gone over this never once in my life heard a grown man yeah called a shelfer well, uh, a shelfie is a picture of a shelf. We've gone over this before. <laughs> but Shelf of the Week is Arguably. a rite of passage. We want to give you a good, tasty beer that you can get on the shelves of your local liquor store, package store, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but we want you to be able to go out and try something good. This Thanksgiving, when times are tough, you might not be able to get out to a brewery. Lean on our Shelf of the Week. My Shelf of the Week is from a company, uh, Stillwater which puts out great, unique beers. They put out a double IPA called Wavy. Uh, I got it in stores this weekend. It was a four-pack. Comes in a really cool can with some waves on it. It's a... Uh, Who would have thought, Ben? <laughs> it's, thought. Uh, it's green. Uh, the can... This one was actually brewed with Citra and Simcoe. They print the hops on the bottom. Eight percenter. Really, really smooth, actually, and goes down pretty well, so... Uh, we've had a lot of stuff that we like from Stillwater. They did a collaboration with Trillium uh, called Trillwater, a very creative name there. And uh, Stillwater puts out some great saisons as well that we've talked about. But Wavy, the double IPA, uh, shout out to Jay who brought that on Friendsgiving. And uh, go out and check it out. Anybody else got a show for the week? So, um, I've had a decent amount of weddings this past year. To attend and um, also my own, so I've kind of cut down my brewery spending. So I've it's been more like sh- shelfies of the weekend for me, and 
So I, I've been, you know, you, whereas before I'd try and make decent runs up to Trillium or somewhere in Rhode Island and whatnot, um, I've been kind of cutting back on that and just going to the store a lot more. So uh, hence where one of my three things I was grateful for, for as much choices and options as we have. I'm going to go with something I'm pretty excited that's right around here now is uh, Melvin. I don't know if it was a one-time drop in the area. Um because there haven't been any fest, there haven't been any any festivals recently that they would have been promoting. So I don't know if if it's just a kind of a test in the waters kind of thing. But they make some good stuff. They're out of Oregon and they have some good IPAs. Two by four is their double. It tastes more like a triple. It's a nine point nine, sweet, sweet, sweet like a triple is, but goes down easy and man that thing hits you hard. And it is tasty. So that is my shelfer of the week. Nice. Where'd you get that? What, I picked uh, up. I picked up mine at Wines and More in. Oh Miami. yeah, you said that. Yep. Seamus, you want to close us out? Uh, I can close us out with the Dogfish Head Flesh and Blood IPA, mm. which um, is brewed with orange peel, lemon, flesh, and blood orange juice. Nice. So might be something that you could have. Uh, with your uh, Thanksgiving dinner, which would give you a give you a nice little fruity taste, maybe. Um, yeah. Something to enjoy that you can just go on the shelf and pick up and and uh, enjoy a maybe a, a six or a twelve pack. You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> depending on how you get down on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I did actually have that last uh, Christmas, I believe. I brought some to my mom's. Great beer, kind of unique, uh, fruity. Dogfish Head again makes some staple beers for me. Dogfish Head ninety. We talk about benchmark IPAs all the time. That's one of my benchmark IPAs. Uh, Dogfish Head, really cool company. They put out a lot of cool stuff, too. So that is our show for this week, 22 in the books. Um, thank you guys very much for filling in. We appreciate it. Mo, Jess, we wish you all in the hospital. Uh, guys, have a happy, safe Thanksgiving. Do not drink and drive. We do not want you to drink and drive. If you're going to drink craft beer, stay where you are. Don't drive. Guys, you got any closing words? Thank you for having me, Ben. I appreciate it. It's been an honor. Thanks for having us, Ben. <laughs> All Just right. Well, then. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Have a good day and have a good week. Test, test. Yeah, you, that would probably be best if you could. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, how's it going over there? Hello, this is... <laughs> well, here we are in the 1950s. Hey there, welcome to New. Yeah.